0: Hey guys, this is your host, Gooby, and welcome to the Toon Balloon podcast, our outlet to discuss, theorize, and enjoy our favorite webtoons with the occasional anime and manga sprinkled in between. This week's episode holds a very special place in my heart. In honor of National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, as well as National Deaf Awareness Month, my friend B and I decided to hold an open discussion about mental health and sign language. Since this is the Toon Balloon podcast, we wanted to tie it into the theme of the show, so we will be surrounding the discussion around the animated movie, A Silent Voice. Mental health is so important to me, and I wanted to dedicate an episode to something that shouldn't be so taboo to talk about, to whoever is listening. We are here for you, and we see you. I will include links and resources in the description box below. I would like to include a trigger warning for my listeners as both this episode and this movie cover heavy topics involving mental health, bullying, and suicide. Please listen at your own discretion. Also, there will be spoilers, so you have been warned. Now, let's talk a silent voice. All right. Hey, guys. So I have a special guest today, and this is B. You might have heard her from my last podcast about Tokyo Avengers. So I would like to introduce you all to B. Hi, I'm not Notion. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> Definitely not Notion. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh my goodness! But I'm so glad to have you on for your your first solo run with me. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And so for this episode, thanks to September being a complete suicide awareness mental health awareness month, um, we're gonna dedicate this whole episode to mental health, suicide, and. So much more. We're also gonna be talking about sign language. So That's along with awesome. time, yeah, we're gonna tie it into talking about a silent voice. So if you have not watched this movie yet, I strongly recommend you go <laughs> and watch it because it's really good. And like I said, it we are talking about suicide, so it is going to be touching on very sensitive topics. So I do say you tread lightly if this is something you have a difficult time talking and watching about, but it's a good movie, and I definitely recommend that. You know, everyone watches it. It's so darn beautiful. I'm like, what did you think of it? Okay, so it's actually Deaf Awareness Month as well,
1: which is kind of <sighs> cool. Uh, the movie overall, the artwork is so pretty. I, I really love how they put extra detail when it came to, like, the hair and the emotions. I gotta be honest with you. For the first, like, ten minutes, I was like, what the freak? Do you have me watching? I thought we were going to have another Clannad moment where I was like, Gabby, why have you put me through this? And I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. I'm just going to continue watching this. I have never wanted to jump into a TV and hurt people as much <laughs> as when I watch this <laughs> oh because the protective, I am, like, a, like, a stinger bee was coming out. And I was like, stop being mean to each other. Why? Who has hurt you? Uh, but at the same time, they were all caring in a, their own twisted way. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to finish this. I don't know. The ending, though, like, the last 20 minutes is just so heartfelt. And I'm just like, what in the world? What is this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it made the whole other two hours worth it, though. Yes. It, it felt very fulfilling in the end. You, I know because um, it ha- it's based off a of manga. Like the movie, there is a manga version to it. And I only read like maybe a quarter of it and I didn't get to finish it. But I know there's a lot of differences. And I do think one of the things I notice uh, quite drastically is the bullying aspect of it all. It's harsher in there i was like how much harsher can it get from the movie to the manga (laughs) oh my gosh when i was watching the movie i i I agree i was so emotionally frustrated with our main dude which is shoya because i was like okay stop picking on her what is wrong with you i know she is different from you but that doesn't give you the right to go and yank out all of her darn earring aids like seriously (laughs) Okay. So here's the weird thing. Like, Soya, I,
1: I, I was frustrated with him, but I was never like, Oh my gosh, I want to smack you. Cause I could see that like he, the artwork showed that he had this, like, I want to fit in. And my way of fitting in is picking on you. And then it would show how he was picked on. So that's how he knows to fit in. <sighs> Her name <laughs> is Shoko. No, Noko. Noka? The, the black-haired girl. Noka? Yes. She is the one that if I could go in there and Hulk smash, I would. So I had this, like, motherly intuition. The moment she started hanging out with Noko, I was like, get away from her. Uh-uh. I ain't about this. And <laughs> then I saw how mean she was. But... It really got me because she did the mean avoidance. I'm going to ignore you. And then I'm going to give you dirty looks. And now I'm going to tell other people and I'm going to talk behind your back. But you're not going to know because I can't show that to you. And that got to me because like up until like 13, I felt like I was alone in the world. So when I saw her doing that, I was like, don't make her do that. No, 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 no. Mm She is not alone. You're alone. Go away. Fall on a hole. Mm.
0: Yes. (laughs) I I could definitely understand that, too, when I was watching it the whole time. Because, like, as a mother, like, something that I strongly wish that, and I pray to myself that my kids will never be anything like that to anybody else, that, like, just the strong aspect of her just being, I don't know why she was so hateful towards her. I'm assuming it's just out of jealousy, because... That's all I can figure out from her, her character development throughout the movie is that she acts like she just didn't like her because she just took a spot from her lifestyle that she didn't want changed. And I'm like thinking, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. The, the, the way they're their children, I was like, okay, maybe. But then I'm like, no, there's no excuse for the way they're acting. Because like, how old are they again? I don't remember. <laughs> I think they were like 12. Yeah. 12. I'm like, at that point, you, you have enough mental capacity to not be bullying other kids like that someone had taught you that you shouldn't be treating other people like this so that's just a failure on their parents at that point
1: yeah well when it comes to like the notebook one thing if you're going to have a deaf student in your classroom you should have an interpreter that teacher did not sign he needed an interpreter they didn't provide that so she would use her notebook And so the girls were, like, taking that notebook and trying to write down notes for her to understand what's going on in class. I can understand how that can be difficult because now I'm not paying attention since I'm writing this down for you. Mm -hmm. But I would just bring it up. I would say, hey, this is getting difficult. Do you mind if I take my notes and I'll go over with you later? Or maybe talk to the teacher about an interpreter. I wouldn't just... Decide that I hate you because I made a decision to help you and it's not working out. I felt like they kind of were foreshadowing the fact that she would be jealous of Soko and Soya. Like, I don't know, this motherly intuition of I don't like (laughs) this girl was telling me, hmm stop it because yeah. you notice she would egg him on to pick on her
0: mm-hmm. exactly it's like it's a whole like vicious cycle of bullying from them and like I said I think she was jealous and it showed later on in the movie too because I'm pretty sure she had feelings for Shoya it was kind of obvious and and then all the other kids are kind of fitting. and are like hey if it's okay for him to be picking on her and then find it funny then might as well laugh with him and then we start adding into it I did want to mention because I noticed a lot of people do not like one of the other girls and that's Kawai I don't know if you recognize the she's down here Miki Kawai Mm uh people don't like her a lot because she (laughs) she she's the type that reinforces blame onto Shoya when she took a part in the bullying too She's here laughing, and she kind of just, like, brushes it off and acts like she didn't do anything wrong. Well, there was one part where they were saying, Well, you were in it,
1: too. And then she starts crying and saying, no, I wasn't. And I'm not okay. Like, I understand children aren't going to take blame. But then when they were older and on the bridge, she still said, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. What? Like... Why why can't you take responsibility? You see that Soko's not mad. She's fine with how you guys are. Y'all made her bleed. And she's still just a sweet person that's trying to be there for them. Like, they weren't for her. I don't know. It takes a lot of growing up to be able to apologize. But I feel like before you can even apologize, you have to acknowledge that you screwed up.
0: Yes, exactly. Or you're just saying
1: sorry for nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I feel like her lack of acknowledgement just completely ruins her as like a, any potential to like grow in the movie because she doesn't even try to tap that into it. She's like, hey, Shoko, I'm sorry for the way I participated in your bullying. It's just a lot of she brushes it off like I'm the victim now. I'm the victim I didn't do anything wrong when you're like weaponizing that against everybody
1: oh my gosh yeah I'm really glad that she wasn't a huge part of the ending because
0: mm-hmm. I don't know how she would fit in yeah exactly because at, at least you know Kawai she she shifts the blame she doesn't take um what's the word <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. Okay, but she doesn't, like, take a stand and apologizes. But at least Naoka over here is upfront about the way she feels. And in the end of the day, they actually build a friendship because she's honest with her. Like, even though I don't like Naoka (laughs) in the way she treats Shoko, the one thing she does in her favor is be honest with everybody. And I guess that's the one thing Shoko wants at everyone is just to be darn honest with her and...
1: Uh, on that aspect, I like Miyoko because she said, I'm sorry for how I treated you. She acknowledged what she did, and then she tried to correct it. I would have respect for Miyoka if she said, hey, I don't like you, and then just left her alone. But no, she continued to be a meanie face. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that's where I'm just like, I can't respect that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like kids when, when, at least when I was a kid, mom's like, hey, you want to eat this? And I said, I don't like it. She didn't make me eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like if I love vegetables as a kid, so there wasn't really much that I didn't want to eat. But like certain fishes and stuff, I was like, certain fish, there's no fishes. I was like, Mm, no thank you she'd see that i'd try it and then she's like all right that's cool whatever she wasn't like oh or i wasn't i guess in this aspect i don't like it and then throw it in your face (laughs) yeah what is the point of this
0: (laughs) and i was four yeah this girl is like older than that yeah (laughs) i want to say they're like 16 at this point I'm like a little, I don't know their age. I'm just, I'm going to go with a teenager age because they're, they're teenagers. I'm like, you guys are old enough to hold accountability Striving. and apologize. We'll call them 16. Yeah. <laughs> Shoya, Shoya did his best and he redeemed himself in the end because he put in effort. He learned her language to communicate with her. He, he apologizes to her and befriends her and becomes a friend that she desperately wanted and needed was a friend. And I think um, in the beginning, I was not sold on this boy. <laughs> and then in the end, I was like, you know what? I- I'm I'm proud of him. And I- I'm proud of Shoko for, you know, being able to embrace herself and you know, accept and have like a, a group of friends for once. It was nice. Yeah. And oh gosh. But yeah, that bully was rough. Um uh, when I when I watched um all the segments of the bullying aspects, like them ripping out of her her hearing aids, for one, I was like thinking okay he's throwing them all out so someone's gonna pay for that right (laughs) yeah because my my dear goodness I was like you're paying for that if I if I if my son did something like that I mean like you're paying for all of that the rest of your life you're gonna be cleaning their yard for the rest of your life you're gonna be apologizing that girl every day (laughs) yeah because I would not stand for that and I think like you said earlier a teacher kind of failed her in the sense of not standing up for her more and trying to accommodate more to make her fit in with the learning experience because there was such a barrier for her to to learn and everybody else you know it was inconveniencing everybody not just um the kids next to her it was inconveniencing shoko too because i mean she's not learning in the way that is efficient for her and her lifestyle so actually, after watching this, I put a
1: post on my Facebook and I was just like, you know, for I just want to appreciate all the teachers that are out there. But I want to like showcase. I had four of them that I like broadcasted on there and it's because when I think of a teacher, I think of a leader. A leader doesn't show favoritism looks at the whole situation and doesn't blame just one single person because it takes a bunch of cogs to make a machine move. Bullying usually isn't strictly one person. There's always the, the little gang people that are scared of them. So they're like, egg on different things. Like, they're not alone. So the teacher not caring, not trying to approach her, not trying to be there for her. It made me think about how, a lot of times, it feels like the person that we should be going to doesn't care. And I think that's what causes a lot of this, like, I don't know what to do in the world. In third grade, I had a teacher. She was sweet. She was cool. Whatever. She was terrifying. I, I am a short little person. I am a chicken nugget of a human being. This woman was six foot, and she wore high heels. And she was one of those, like, toothpick skinny women who hunched over to look over you because she had to make sure you weren't cheating. But how she would do that and how she would, like, talk, I was terrified. The F-cat is what saved me because I would get so nervous that she was going to be looking over me while I was doing paperwork. I had a D. I had been straight A's until Mm -hmm. (laughs) then. You know... I appreciate
0: her now, but in the moment, I was just like, yeah. his teaching aspect, I don't know it was he was not fulfilling enough for her, and um we're we're gonna touch on the sign language right now because I feel like um, this will help with the whole teacher thing, so when we finally get someone in there who does know sign language, and she's kind of trying to touch on everybody, hey like. Hey guys, so as a way to communicate more with Shoko over here, we're going to learn sign language. That'll be fun, right? Yeah. So what were your first thoughts when the first immediate kid, I think it was Naoka, she's over here like, why do we got to learn sign? Okay. okay, so I can understand
1: questioning, like why do we have to learn sign? But I don't, then the lady said, well, just one sign a day you know, not saying you have to stop everything that you're doing. Because people, we don't like change. So I can get the fact that they're questioning all of this. Or maybe she's now scared that she's going to have to be interpreting for Soko and not retaining anything. But when it's expressed that it's just, oh, it's to make things easier. So you guys can talk just one sign a day just to be simple. Like, at that point, I'm like, heck, yeah, we can be <laughs> friends. And then uh, Kazuki, just dead face. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't say it. What happened to, if you don't have something nice to say? Just don't say it. Just shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to talk with your hands? Don't talk with your hands. Don't make it a big deal because you know what? Now you're showing up. And somebody's going to have to outshow you. It's going to become the clapping war where everyone just to be the last one. Why do you have to be the last mean person? Just freaking be nice.
0: <laughs> it kills me that they all were just like attacking her. Like they don't give her a break. Like no breathing room. It's just a constant like nip, 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 nip at her. I'm like, teacher, pff, do something. It- it's frustrating because at some point you're like, hey, quit doing that. That's not right. Hey. We're going to sit down and talk about this. None of that. No stepping in. Because if I saw this in my classroom, I'd be like, we're not doing this right now. Everyone does not treat people like this. And he did not put his foot in one second. And he failed her for doing that because she suffered so much in that classroom. And then to see her having to transfer out from all the bullying. Yeah. Just absolutely disrespectful of her. Mm -mm. i don't know that's the
1: whole leadership thing yeah like, exactly you're supposed to be setting the example of your classroom now sometimes leadership fails you it happens but literally no one in that classroom stepped up when um maki my uh you know i thought she would be the one to step up that kind of hurt me with her because she talked about how she was sweet how she was kind and she put up a really pretty face, but she didn't do anything about it because she would go behind her back.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess she was just afraid of like, if I tried to even be a little bit different for everybody else, they're all going to get at me next because I'm not fulfilling that bullying mentality that everyone else is doing. And yeah. then she's like, I, I'm the angel over here. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, I'm not gonna agree with you on that but (laughs) ignorance is just as wrong yeah exactly it's just the same thing as saying like you didn't do anything about it and it's you you enabling it you're allowing it to happen and I'm like I know when they're young like that uh the person in charge the teacher of all things is to be the one to like kind of click it in their head like that's not okay but when he doesn't say anything and he just notices like yeah they're picking on her yeah they're laughing at her yeah they're they're ripping her hearing aids and throwing them out. Of the, like I didn't see any interference. It is just a lot. He of- only
1: said something when someone else took a stand. When her parents brought her out of the classroom, he then says, well, it was your fault. I'm sorry. You can't point fingers after the fact. And I feel like he only did that because the principal wanted to make sure them little brats knew that they screwed up and so he was like all right it's your fault no no no. he should have pointed the finger at himself you can't blame somebody else when you don't do it either
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) I actually think in the manga and they didn't add this in because I feel like if they did oh gosh my perspective of the whole movie would have been worse (laughs) and it was the fact that the teacher I think at some point like Shoya makes a joke about like deaf people right he's like she can't hear ha 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 and he snickers at the joke like under his breath and i was like okay they didn't put in a movie but at this point i'm like if they did it it just you know it'd be it wouldn't have to be explained about the way the teacher behaved either he's just as yeah. bad yeah <laughs> i was like he's a bully too it was like why couldn't they have stuck her with a teacher who did know sign language Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, goodness. And, (sighs) yeah, and so, like, another question I had, and it's on the doc we have, um, when it comes to learning sign language, is do you think that kids should learn sign language in, like, in school growing up?
1: I I love sign language. Uh, When we were in high school, I had, well, we had a deaf girl, Chelsea, and whenever she was in classes, she had an interpreter, but during lunch or in the mornings, she didn't have that interpreter. So we would hang out and I would be her interpreter. And let me tell you, oh, craziness. But I, I like sign language. Even before I met Chelsea, I had had it. I had started learning it when I was eight. And the reason that was, is I went to PECO and there was this beautiful husky and I wanted to pet this husky. And the owner was deaf. So I said oh can I pet your dog and she looked at the cashier and the cashier goes can she pet your dog but she says in sign language and the lady gets so excited and so like all I did was I did the sign for pet since I had just watched this cashier do it Mm -hmm. and this lady's face she got so excited she got like she just starts smiling yes yes you can and I started like of course, I'm loving on this puppy now. Yeah. <laughs> but the positive reinforcement that this woman like gave me because I tried something. I stepped into her world. I was hooked. Now that I'm older, I think about that situation. I just think about how many people don't even attempt to show that they see her. Oh, I'm talking to the cashier for you. You don't exist. Like she's just outcasted and then all of a sudden you bring her into the light by just waving hi, saying, Hey. Mm-hmm. Even if you learn, how are you? You don't have to have a long conversation, just acknowledgement, letting people know that you're there. Like I love that. And so mm-hmm. I always encourage people. Also, if you don't know if you're in a crowded area, let's say we're in you and I were at a party. There's Twenty thousand people here. You have no idea what I'm trying to yell to you. (laughs) But if I look at you and I go. Hey, Gooby. Yeah. I need to use the toilet. You know, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) It's simple as that. Mm -hmm. So easy. I've used it while talking at a funeral because I was like, I can't talk right now. And somebody else was signing and I said, I can talk right now, (laughs) but in a sensitive matter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's so cool though. (laughs) Yeah. I love that though. And I, you know, you had that really fulfilling experience when you were a kid and I feel like every kid would love for a fulfilling experience like that. Like to be able to like help someone out. Cause I feel like kids really do have like good hearts in them. And I think really starting young, cause like I told you before, I've been trying to teach my kids sign and I'm trying to learn sign language as well. And it's, it's nice to see like my, my own daughter and my son, like, just tell me something simple, simple little sign. And I am just like, yeah, you did it. They're like, yeah, I did it. And I, I hope for the day, like if they do meet like a deaf kid in class and no one else knows how to sign, but he's just like, what's up, you know, just going for it. And it's just like, you did it. You're communicating with somebody and like just embracing their existence. And it's just like, I I really hope for a day like that where he can meet someone and (laughs) it'd be so cute. But that is just a cute thing to think about. And I know it's not like reinforced, like not all schools require sign language teaching, but it, I feel like it's like a necessity to me in the sense of like, we have people with disabilities and it's like, you probably should accommodate that you know like they they're existing here and we probably should try our best to allow everyone to feel comfortable and it starts when you're young you know you learn to accept everybody when you're young yeah and so like and the best time to teach them I think too is when they're young too because like this is when their brains are like at their their highest excellency where they're like they're sucking in everything like a sponge and like this is the time to do it and I so desperately wish that they would have like a sign language class just because of like, because honestly you could do it any time in the day. Like it's easy to learn in the sense of like you, you have every opportunity to do it. Yeah. Now, so we can be
1: inclusive. You can learn sign at any age. It's best when you're young, just because it's easier to put into your life. But you know, you can be as ever old if you want, if you want to be 90 and you're like, Hey, my hearing's going out. I can sign. I, on a uh, non-emotional aspect, just on a, like a logical, you're making so many new brain connections because you're now having to do motor. Uh, what is it? Your motor skills, you're now associating a shape of the hand with a letter or with a word. And that's making your brain be even more engaged. Um, when I, I'm Christian, so when I'm worshiping, i i like to sign that's my way of talking to god because i get really choked up really easy and then i can't talk but i can with my hands i think it's a little
0: bit more expressive you know i see a lot of people i think my pastor uh before she moved my first pastor she she would sign while they would praise and sing and everything and i was was like that's so pretty and i think um one of the projects used to do back in school when they did like sign language, they had those music shows where you're signing the music and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that looks pretty. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't have the class, but I was like, man, I kind of wish I did just because of that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I loved all of the, yeah.
1: Oh, I was going to say, how did you feel about the X's on people's faces? The X's. Okay.
0: Cause I definitely felt like he, um, He he didn't feel like he he had a spot in the world after everything he did. He was guilty, so he was just disassociating everyone in his life. And uh, I don't know if there's, like, a proper term for what he was seeing, you know? But in the end of the day, when he finally embraced himself and accepted himself and everything, he saw the world again. He saw people's faces.
1: Okay. See... At first, the X's on people's faces was really annoying because I was like, "What the heck is going on?" And then I noticed that everybody's X's fall off, fell off, except for Nakayoka. N- 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 Ke- oh my gosh!
0: You can go by uh, Ueno. That's her last name. If you want to try that, yeah, that's probably easier.
1: <laughs> Ueno. Anyway, and I noticed that the X on her face would come back it would it would go off for like a split second and then it'd come back and then he'd see everybody else but hers Mm -hmm. and it took me a bit of thinking but at the end when he decided that he wanted to look up and see the world all the exes fell off and I realized it's because he was at least in my perspective Mm -hmm. he was seeing these people for who they were and I don't think he ever truly saw her for who she was. See, he saw like the sweet side of her. And then the moment she was mean, she got an X. And I think it's because he didn't want to accept thinking negative of her. Kind of like love is blind. Y- you don't see the negative in people or you don't want to put fault to them. Yeah. He really didn't want to be like, You're a horrible individual and need to fall off a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) I would totally tell him that. Yeah. Tell her that, you know, whatever. But he did it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I, (laughs) I forgot that that happened a lot with her, with her ex and everything. I was, I don't know. He, he definitely just disassociated everybody. And I think for sure, she, she definitely was like, she'd shifted personality a lot. Like she, she had like a a different face for him, for him, but everybody else was like, shoot, I'm, I'm mean, I'm not gonna hold back. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. yeah, I get why he has the X on her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, One of the ways that humans will protect themselves is avoidance. So he was probably just still, I don't know what hurt him, to want to avoid everybody but it must have been something traumatic kind of like the fact that his dad wasn't in the movie maybe his dad was killed or he just lost him at a young age and he got so scared
0: of losing someone that he cared about Mm -hmm. that he
1: didn't want to get to care about anybody
0: yeah I mean growing (laughs) up he he was like the the instigator of his group right bullying Mm -hmm. and so when everyone turned on him right they shifted the blame now he was the new one that they got to bully and he essentially just lived his life like oh shoot i did something wrong and he was just building guilt the whole time because when they finally embraced himself and he kind of forgave himself because the one person he didn't want to forgive in the end was himself you know yeah he did all of these horrible things and he was like i got forgiveness from shoko but I can't do it to myself. Like I can't tell myself I'm sorry and I, I understand and now I'm okay. He couldn't do that. And so, in the, the day when all the exes went, I think he finally accepted that and allowed himself to see everybody again. And I just, I, I feel like all that trauma he he dealt with and bullying. Because I mean, what did he deal with a lot? He like they took his shoes. They did a lot of things that he did with. They Shoko. pushed him in the water. Yeah, they pushed him in the water. Like uh, that's that's pretty rough stuff. And. um, yeah, uh, I think for, like, just like Shoko, she grew up getting bullied and it traumatized her, like, a lot. And then with him, he ju- he got a lot, too. And I don't think it was to the extent that she suffered, of course. But it was enough to, like, I guess, traumatize him where he was, like, and he realized I deserve this because I did the same thing. And I'm wrong for that. Yeah. So he just disassociates everybody. He's like, I don't want anything to do with all of you. And in that scenes, like, when he was talking to someone with an ex... He, he didn't acknowledge them. They were like, "Hey, you want to come and eat with us?" And he's it's just an ex. He he won't even hear them.
1: Yeah, the fact that he wouldn't even look up, like a respect thing, is you look at somebody in your eye in the eyes, so you they know you have their full attention, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't.
0: Yeah, he just wouldn't. Like, yeah, I guess he was just he was so shameful himself. He was, he just looked down, and I'm yeah. um, like, well. You know, at the end of the day, he was able to embrace himself because thankfully through the friends he made and Shoko and everyone, I, it allowed him, I guess, to like take a step back and be like, Hey, I, I I'm not that bad anymore. <laughs> and I, I yeah. did wrong and I did wrong. And I, I, I worked hard to build off of that, you know? Yeah. And I know we touched on the sign and I wanted to just kind of ask you, cause you have a lot of experience doing sign language and I think you're the most knowledgeable. I know that then oh like I haven't, <laughs> the only other person was um, Chelsea, you know, she's going to be an expert, <laughs> yeah,
1: but <for> sure.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I just want to ask you, like if anyone was going to jump into sign language and wanted to try and learn, what are your tips and tricks that you think would really benefit them? Uh, well, I always say start with
1: the alphabet because if you don't know a sign, you can at least spell it. Finger spelling is something that you have to do. Uh, sometimes, if you want to use your classifiers, kind of like um, doing the number three and then turning it, that's a vehicle. But if you don't specify, this is a train, this is a car, you know, this is a air. Well, airplane has its own sign. But if you don't say what this classifier is when you're just moving it in the story, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So you still have to tell me what is this classifier being used as? Okay. Um, So other than that, I would say the easiest way um, to start to remember it is while you're saying it, how you. Okay. So I'm meeting someone. Hi. How are you? Just incorporated into things like uh whenever I'm starting to forget some of my Italian as well I'll think about it okay I'm in my living room I'm going to look at the lamp the lamp is a Mm -hmm. so then you could probably like sign that or if you're just looking around because it's really hard to remember sometimes like the specifics Mm -hmm. so if you're going to be like oh I need to open the door sign that um I, I like to make connections with everything because yeah. that's how I connect with it. Um so I always my biggest thing is whenever I mess up and make a mistake about a handshape, whenever I learn what I was doing wrong, I then I stick with that because I was wrong. And mm-hmm. I want I don't ever want to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> the biggest thing with sign is that there's not really a wrong way to sign it because everybody, when you're talking, everyone has an accent. Everybody has a slang. And that's the same in sign language. So it gets confusing. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can sign like, th- oh, here, what is it? You can sign toilet. You yeah. can sign toilet. You can say, I need to go. Like it's There's a different way to do it. Or um, kind of like, okay, so Jesus is, You take the middle of your finger and you poke the palm from the other one. Now, if you just poke it like this, that's cool. If you spin your hands in a circle, it's the same sign, but now I have a flare. And there's some people who will do it like this. It's big, it's showing, but it's the
0: same thing. It's just a,
1: yeah, you can let it flow.
0: Yeah, it's like a different interpretation each time. Yeah, so
1: don't be scared to ask questions. Go back to your fingerspelling. What did you just say? (laughs) Look at them. Bring your eyebrows down. Make the confused face. This is an expressive language. If you don't know how to show yourself, learn sign language because you have to. It's the only way. It's kind of like the whole, I didn't say kill him. I didn't say kill him kind of thing. It's the same thing. If I tell you, I don't like your shirt, yeah. but I'm smiling, I don't like your shirt. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be rude about it and be like, I don't like your shirt. But you could just be like, mm, I you know, it's pretty. You have a nice smile, but I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Expressive. Yeah. Is it- <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely noticed it a lot, too. I think um, when I would see people sign, they add a lot of, like, facial expression. And then I realized that that's kind of, like, what, like, deaf people rely on is, like, yeah. your, your facial expression. So, <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's literally a silent voice, like the movie.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, one of my deaf friends, Martin, he is the loudest deaf person I've ever met in my life because <laughs> he Wants to express so bad, and he wants to make sure you acknowledge him. The moment if you look away or anything, hey! And I'm just like, what? Because like, you weren't looking at me. Were you talking? No. Then why do I need to look at you? <laughs> what if I want to start talking? Then get my attention. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay. So I'd go look off again, and he'd, hey! Ah! and I mean this in the most loving way, but I would giggle at some of the noises this kid would make. <laughs> but it was mutual. Like he would giggle at me if I like messed up a hand sign. Yeah. And I'd just be like, okay, my weird shape is like your weird voice. What are you doing? <laughs> but we
0: could laugh like that. Um, yeah. I I think I really appreciated that Um when it came to the movie, at least in the English version, I'm not sure about the Japanese, is that when Shoko would speak, it really was a a deaf voice actor that did her. And I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. (laughs) That is so awesome. You know, some people might be like,
1: oh, they were making fun of her. Mm -hmm. But I don't, that's honestly how deaf people sound. They don't know what they're saying or if they do it's extremely muffled i'm just trying to copy you so i i didn't take it offensively because i was that that's how it truly is
0: yes exactly and that kind of made me like it a little bit more it felt a little mm-hmm. bit more authentic yeah we'll be right back after this short musical interlude But when it came to her, like speaking and everything, I noticed too, you know, cause I heard her and I was like, man, she's really, really trying, you know, for, for everybody here. And I, I like, you know, we touched on like, they bully her and they, they're, they're just sh- like shifting so much blame on her a lot, you know, like anything that's like problematic to them. They're like, it's all her fault. This is why it happened. The group broke because she happened and this and that. But she is trying so hard to like, just at least, you know, meld into their life. So that way she's not bothering everybody, you know, like she accommodates them with her notebook. She's like, you don't need to learn sign. You could just use my notebook. And then she's like, like okay, you, 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 you don't like my notebook. Uh, I'll learn how to talk. I'll get a hearing aid. Uh, I'll get this and that, you know, cause it's just, she is accommodating every kid in there, trying her best, and I'm like, the moment like the teacher was like, "Hey, can you guys just learn to sign a day?" They're like, "I don't want to learn sign. I don't want to do that. Why should I?" And it's like she is accommodating all of you. The least you could do is do the same for her because duh.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh so human nature we we are negative people, we really are um uh, it's very easy to look at. What's bad in the world versus what's good? Uh, so, a lot of people, when they're positive, they get picked on. Why? Because I don't think that way. And so, I think that was a prime example of that. It's, you know, I want to say Taylor Swift in a song t- said that people throw rocks at things that shine. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the workplace, if I was like happy, people would be like, What's wrong with you? I'm like, uh why aren't you smiling today? Why is <laughs> why am I having the problem here? Yeah. Uh, so she didn't want to look at a negative thing. And I I think that's wonderful. We should honestly look at the silver lining of life. It make it a lot happier. Um you want to be living, not just alive. Yeah. Um I do think that the accommodating though she wanted to be accepted Mm -hmm. so she's not looking at the negative she's not going to join in to their negativity of oh we're making fun of her i'm gonna join in and make fun of somebody else yeah like soko soyo was soya there we go was doing he wanted to be accepted so he was going to conform to them being jerks so that they would look at him and be like, oh, you're another jerk. Let's let's be together. Let's be friends. Didn't happen because they're meanie faces. So her approach was, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to try to show you what I can. And I wish people would be more like that. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I was bullied in junior high. A little bit not nothing like people punching me or anything but I got made fun of a lot just because I ask questions mm-hmm. there's no wrong question except the one that's not asked that's the way I look at things and I believe that not every day will be a good day but there will be good in every day and that's how I live my life mm-hmm. my parents have even said <clears throat> well, when you grow up, when life hits you, and I had to tell them, I was like, look, you've been saying this for four years now. I believe that life is a cake, and they're like, life isn't a cakewalk, Lussie, and I said, that's where you're wrong, and my dad's like, are you serious right now? You're broke. You're not making enough to pay your bills, and I'm like, yeah, so right now, I'm walking on a pound cake. It is dense. They do not have any, like, glaze, but it is cake because I'm alive and I am breathing. Now, whenever I get my next job where I can actually make it, I'll be sitting there. I'm like one of those nice fluffy angel cakes. Be a whole different thing. But it's still a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, I'm glad that you have that perspective because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> this was like an hour and a half argument because I'm
0: just like, stop picking on me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know naoka uh she's she's a mess you know we we can agree she's a mess (laughs) and um we can agree that shoko is really really kind you know she's got a very kind heart and so throughout the movie she's constantly um anytime she i guess she could quote unquote these like these people you know like she she thinks that she's bothering them she's you know so she'll write i'm sorry i'm sorry she says i'm sorry and Naga confronts her about that. She's like, why do you keep saying I'm sorry? You know? Yeah. And yeah. So I wanted to touch on that. So like one of her things that I, uh, I noticed a lot about uh, Shoko is that she blames herself a lot about like everything. Because I mean, to, to be fair, everyone blames her for everything. And she's here now like encapsulating that idea on herself. And she's like, it's my fault. It's my fault. I did it wrong. And so for Shoko's mental health, it's, it's, it's crippling. Like, yeah. And, you know, I feel like she already suffered because, you know, uh, I don't want to touch on the suicide yet. Like her attempt of it, because I know mental health is like the biggest aspect of it all. Why she did it. And it seems like it wasn't her first thought to even attempt something like that, because it's mentioned in the movie when her sister is taking pictures of all of those dead animals, she's like, I thought maybe if she saw death all around her, she wouldn't want to do it yeah. because I know she told me one day she wanted to die. And so it's a very powerful thing. And I guess she had good intentions, but at the end of the day, the real challenge was just trying to, I guess, you know, uh, emotionally grasp that for her, like understand oh, yeah. and get her therapy, you know? therapy is a big important thing for everybody
1: yeah well when it comes to apologizing i i was like that i i I still apologize a lot i tried to do my best not to my nail tech he would be doing my nails and he'd be like man you gotta do complicated i'm like i'm so sorry and then he'd like okay my nail tech jimmy is absolutely amazing he has his own studio because he wanted to talk to people the way he wanted to talk to people which means Mm -hmm. he didn't sugarcoat." Anything, <laughs> and so he was, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, and I just stopped talking. He's like, if you say I'm sorry one more time, and I'm like, I, and he's, like, don't you dare apologize for apologizing, yeah. Alessia. <laughs> like I was just so nervous because I could see that he was doing this because he had a kind heart that he was trying to shield, mm-hmm. and I was so scared that I was bothering him. <laughs> it it took honestly my really bad accident where I lost myself to realize that I needed to be the person I wanted to be and mm-hmm. not try to make other everybody happy because it's impossible to make every single person happy, but you can make yourself happy and share that with others because when they're down, you can, you can not be and maybe bring them up. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that perspective. <laughs> you got me in the emotions right now, girl. Well, the, the movie is emotional. I cry oh. so much in I know you don't cry, that's what you said, but it was like I'm in tears this whole movie. Like the and she's dealing with the bullying to the confrontation with her parents. I guess, like, you know, just and then everything, I think. Chuckle oh. <laughs> related. was like, I'm crying here. Stop it. Oh
1: my <laughs> No, my husband holds it over my head that I didn't cry when he proposed because he proposed in a public place on the beach so people could see me being vulnerable and I wasn't about it. Yeah. (laughs) But I cried at the wedding, so.
0: Yeah, there you you go. One
1: tear, here you go. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. The photographer got a picture of it, so I was like, it's evidence. I cried for you in front of people. Oh my God. Oh, I'm really bad about it, though, um, <laughs> because of how I grew up, like, I, I didn't really show no one really knew what I was going through. And up until about the age of 15. I, I really, like, I wasn't going to commit suicide. But I wasn't going to actively prevent dying. Just kind of was existing. Um, so when I think about that, I just think about the mental health. If other people are going to accept you, you have to accept yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's my big thing. I forgot what you asked me about. I went (laughs) off on my
0: emotions. It's fine. This is a whole talk about this because, um, my, my whole experience with like mental health is it's praise me. I I never had to experience someone, you know, losing like their life to suicide. Um, But I have had people whose relatives have suffered from that, you know, they have lost someone to suicide. They have lost someone to mental health reasons, you know, like they, it it, it just took over. Right. And to watch this movie and my, my husband was like, He's like thinking, Gabby, why are we watching this movie? It's making me sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I told him, there's something about watching movies that really touch on like, and this movie did so gracefully to me, is that it's it's a beautiful way to talk about mental health. And, you know, I'm, it's not romanticizing it, you know, because it's yeah. not like in any way making you feel like, well, I saved her because, you know, she this and that, right? But in the end of the day... We look at Shoko and her life and what she deals with and her feelings towards everything and her feelings towards herself. And we get to see this this young little girl grow up to a beautiful woman who starts to embrace herself and loves herself. Cause in the end of the day, she she will always say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. And it's just you don't need to keep apologizing for you existing. You don't need to constantly tell people that apologize for that like it's just and the thing is when she finally embraces herself she shines and I know that whole moment when she does attempt it's it's silent you know it's silent we're just feeling like this moment of music and just her with the fireworks and everything it was just I was in tears watching because I didn't want her to do it and yeah. I was so afraid when <laughs> he grabbed her. I was like, this is, this is terrifying. And the thing is, too, she can't hear. She can't hear him yelling out her name. And it's just, it was like a whole pitiful moment to me of like, it's, it's tragic in the sense that she wanted to take her life.
1: It was really touching. Uh, very, very emotional. Whenever mm-hmm. she walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go do something. So no one knows what's going on. And that moment, I honestly think, was a wonderful representation of, you know, no one really knows. No one really cared. Oh, she's going to go do that. Mm -hmm. But then someone had, Shoya had the idea of what's going on. And because he made the attempt to go after her, he saved her. It's as easy as just taking a moment out of your day to acknowledge somebody on the park bench you know what they don't they don't look very happy just say hey I love your smile you know what they instantly do they start smiling yeah (laughs) it what did it do to your walk gained 10 seconds what did it do to that girl possibly save her life Mm -hmm. and so when she jumps off and all of a sudden, your, your heart is just like, oh, my gosh. But you see that he just has one hand out. That, to me, yes, it, it shows the, the dramatic of, oh, my gosh, I just got her. But it's also, like, symbolic that just reaching out one hand, you don't have to give them your whole body. You don't have to reach out your arm, your leg, your hip. Just a hand. You know, lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. Just, just two seconds just to acknowledge someone let them know that they're not alone in the world
0: mm-hmm. it's that simple uh I just when I when I see this whole movie and him building that relationship with her it's it, it really did save her life in the end because she she was rescued and was able to not take her life in the end and I think when i feel very empathetic watching this movie because i feel everything and she's going through and i i want to be there for her and i want to reach my hand out to her just like how like and i'm so thankful that shoya did it in the end (laughs) it was like thank god for you reaching out to her and taking that moment in time to just kind of analyze what's going on and what's going on with her and the thing is too she she's not and i think that's like an accurate vision of what mental health looks like a lot too is that They're not going to express that thought process to everybody of like, you know, this is how I'm feeling and it's silent, you know, there, she's just going to sneak off and do it when everyone's, you know, in their moment of like, I'm not going to, you know, notice. And I think for her too, she wanted a good memory before it went. And I, it's, it's hard because I was like, you know, if that was going to be her last memory, (laughs) I was going to be really sad because um, she ends up having so many more beautiful memories later on. It's just like she can continue building more. And, um, I'm so thankful she didn't do it in the end, like, she it didn't happen. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. and it was heartbreaking to see Shoya fall because, um, yeah, that was that was terrifying. He falls and then he's hurt, and then we see later on all the repercussions of what happened to her because of her suicide attempt, and you see everyone kind of tackling uh, the issue in kind of uh, I guess a realistic way because everyone's gonna react differently to yeah. what happens like why did you do it and you're gonna get angry because you, you know you're like you said you weren't gonna do something like this or you said you were you know uh, what is your perspective on trying to approach that like if someone did it because that is a very sensitive thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about too is that if you manage to stop someone from suicide, what what kind of approach are we supposed to take to make sure that it doesn't happen again? Well, I
1: think it depends on that person and what what is causing them to feel that way. Um, I I know that uh, Soko she attempted, um, but I the movie also shows or it leads to the idea that so does Soya,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so. I I think that him trying to save her and bring her friends was a way for him to try to save himself. Um when it comes to people, uh one of my best friends, his name is Delaney, he he had a few he didn't say it, um, but he just had some of those alarming words to me. And he he alluded to the idea of feeling alone and because of that i took the initiative to sneak my phone and stay up talking until 3 a.m. because if you feel alone i don't want to give you a moment where you are um i think the the biggest thing is just well everybody is so different think of robin williams
0: Mm -hmm.
1: he had the happiest face no one no one expects someone that's smiling and trying to make others laugh no one expects them to be what's hurting inside but why are they making others laugh because they want to laugh um I really think the the biggest thing is even if you don't know somebody or if you do know someone if there's a small pattern off check on them uh In high school, I everybody knew me. Why? Because I'd hang out with a group for two weeks. And the moment they could tell that something was off, they'd ask me, how are you doing? And I'd go to a different group (laughs) because I didn't want to talk about it. You Mm -hmm. never knew where I was going to be in the morning because if people started picking up on my patterns, I would walk off. Um, Now, there was a few people that picked up on this. And so they would keep track of me. Mm -hmm. and the fact that they would check on me, and they'd be like, hey, I haven't seen you. What's going on? Uh, Just that, it made me feel like I wasn't a wallflower. I was actually maybe, maybe I was growing in the cement.
0: Yeah, I was in your way. I was just like, hi. (laughs) I Uh, think, yeah, I feel like that little initiative to, like, just, you know, keep track of somebody, and kind of, like, just eyeball those moments of like, Hey, something's kind of off. I think, um, I experienced that a lot too, when it comes to my friends and I noticed like the moment, like uh, they don't reach out as much I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna talk to them about it. And I'm like, Hey, is everything okay? And of course they're going to yeah. first say, yeah, I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, I want to reassure that. So I need you to tell me <laughs> why you haven't reached out in the past few days. Cause, yeah. um, the last thing I want to do is miss out on my chance to be able to have an, like a a moment to speak to you. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to ever lose someone like that. And it's just something that, um, uh, I, I want to make sure that, you know, and I know I'm one person and so I can't like be the person in everyone's lives to be like, Hey, you, you good, you know, (laughs) yeah, but it's the little things that, you know, I am capable of doing that. I know I can, do and I will try to and you know the responsibility of everyone else being able to make sure everyone else is okay you know it's also something that I think when you are suffering with those you know really uh difficult thoughts in your head it's something that you know you also kind of be like hey why am I feeling this way and you know so things like seeking therapy or reaching out to somebody I know it's going to be a little hard to want to tell someone that you're you're feeling sad and that there's going to be a negative connotation to it. you would be like, okay, someone might not react to the way I, I'm going to say. There's that opportunity where someone's going to be out there and they're going to be able to reach out to you and tell you, I love you and I'm here for you. And uh, I just, I hope that no one really wants to avoid that opportunity when it comes. I know that. Okay.
1: So I want to start this off by saying, It's okay to not be okay. Trying to hide it is probably one of the worst things. It kills me. Um, Now, I also, um, I do my best to look at the silver lining and I always try my very best to be the person that I'd want someone else to be. Uh, You know, the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. You know, that's great. But I do have the tacking voices in the back of my head. Um this happened just just last week actually. So I love my husband to death. I trust him with my life. I sometimes don't trust him with all the emotions that I have because I don't want to be a burden. Um he will ask me, he's like, what's on your mind? I said which thought do you want to hear? And he goes, you can tell all of them and I'll look at you and act like I understand. Mm Um, and that works out just because he's trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last week I was just like, why do we get the chickens? We don't need them. I don't know. And Justin's just like, you're never getting another animal. Let's you stop it. And then he knew that something was truly off because I was in my living room. And I was just looking so sad. I was almost in tears looking at my dog. He's like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I don't know. What if he's going to leave me? What? What if that's going to happen? And he's just like, what is going on? And I didn't know how to say it. So I just, I hugged my dog. I've had my dog for three years. I've had him since he was a three-week-old walking potato. He is now a 90-plus-pound sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not that old, but my brain was like, he's, he's going to die. He's going to leave me. I could not rationalize that that was not going to happen since he was safely in the house in the living room. But I was just like, he's going to leave me. My five chickens are going to leave me. I don't even know if my husband wants me. And how do I bring that up when he's trying to be loving mm-hmm. and show me that he cares? When So there's times where I'm like, I'm having, I'm having a mental attack. And he just looks at me and I'm like, so I can tell myself that you love me but the other things in my head that don't sound like me, tell me that you're going to leave. And he's like, on what principle would I leave? And I said, I don't know because of who I am. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he kind of gets shut down because he doesn't know how to respond to something so dark, but he'll just give me a hug because he doesn't want me to think that way. And that shows me that I need to get those voices to just not listen to. They're gonna be there, but I need to drown them out by something positive. And so it does, just, just that simple hug, that reassurance of, I don't know how to help you, but I'm here, mm-hmm. it, that helps me. And then it lets me know that it's okay to not be
0: okay. I just got to try to work to feel better one thing, you know, everyone, if you're feeling and experiencing irrational thoughts of any sort, you know, please go seek a professional, you know, it's, it's good to go and see your provider and check yourself out and see what else is going on. Because for me personally, I have not done that. I'm like, <laughs> um, that's an irresponsible thing on my part. But I know for a fact that after having two kids, uh, it definitely gets to you, you know, postpartum depression, Is a real thing. Postpartum anxiety is a real thing. And so I tell myself, I need to go get professional help. So don't do what I do and avoid the doctor. (laughs) But it's for one thing for sure is that I do feel those irrational thoughts of going to feel like, okay, things aren't right. And my husband will be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you thinking like this? And I'll have those moments of times where I am just telling all the things that I can't get out of my head. You know, I could be worrying about every minuscule thing in the world, I will be so irrationally upset. And I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. You know, I could tell them uh, I I don't feel good about myself today. I don't feel good about myself. And then then, like later on, it'll build up and I will think uh, I I did a terrible thing today. I didn't wash my dishes. I didn't do this. And then I will. (laughs) I I do that though. Yes. I will build up on it um, more and more. I'll be like, okay. So I didn't wash the dishes today. I'm a terrible person. I didn't do that. And then it'll be like, I didn't fold the laundry today. I I can't, I can't like seem to realize that, you know, all those things, you know, they're minuscule things and they're manageable, but for some reason I'm anxious about it. And I'll be like, well, gosh, I <laughs> you know, why am I hating on myself all day? Like yeah. those are things that, yeah, I am aware of it. And I tell myself, I need to go see the doctor. And then I'm like, I don't do it. <laughs> so like I said, well, Yeah. <clears throat>
1: It can be hard, you know. Oh, I need to go see the doctor. That's great, but it's actually going to go see the doctor. One, two. Doctors just have like a. I really wish there wasn't this like negative con, like this negative notion when it comes to doctors going to seek help. I remember as a kid, people would joke around. Oh, you need to go see the shrink. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just, that's not something you joke around about. Um, But people don't feel comfortable, or let's say you don't have a ride, they have the hotline. Those people are trained. You call them, and their job is just to make you feel like you're wanted. Why? Because they want you to live. You might not want to in the moment, but it's just a moment because something's going to
0: change, and you're going to realize that there's something that you could have missed out on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing too, is the, you know, it's a scary thing to go in once you get that help and then you're like confirming whatever it is that you're dealing with, because I think that's a tough thing to like confront on is like, okay, I think something's wrong with me. And then the confirmation can be both scary and it could be a relief because you're aware that there's something that we can manage on. And then there's something that, oh, shoot, it's the thing that I was afraid of, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that is something that I'm like, yeah, I, I'm i not ready for that, you know, official moment. And it's always like, a, I know a lot of people are like that. they They're afraid to go and get that confirmation. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with like anybody dealing with any mental health issue. It's just like a And it's a process, you know, of accepting it too. So like for me, I'm like, okay, sometimes it's to the point where I don't do anything throughout the day. I'll beat myself to the point where I'm like, I didn't finish a thing because I'm here freaking out about everything else in my life. And then I never feel productive. And then when I don't feel productive, I don't finish anything else again. And then I feel (laughs) less accomplished and I beat myself up. for it. And it's the same thing of like bottling up. I'm just here leaving things behind because I'm not accessing that, um, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I get overwhelmed, especially looking at the big picture. It's scary. That picture is huge. Um, so I try to imagine it not as a big picture, but as a big puzzle. Okay. And now if I want that completed puzzle, what piece do I need to work on right now to be able to achieve that? So, like, I will – I'll panic. I'll freak out. I'm one of those people. If my kitchen isn't clean, I feel like I am a failure, and it, it'll just build up. Like, I get very overwhelmed whenever my house isn't picked up because I kind of feel like my house is my life. And if if where I'm living is not clean, then I'm dirty. And that's how my brain works. Uh. Now, when I say my house being dirty, to me, it's like, I see it as a tornado gone through. My husband sees 20 minutes of picking stuff up because I'm constantly picking things up. (laughs) So he's just like, Alessia, you just have to move that to the closet and you're done. And it's it's so small, but in my head, this is like a two-ton brick. (laughs) <laughs> going on so whenever I'm overwhelmed and I think of that I was like okay what can I do right now right now I can move the pencil to the drawer I can put on my shoes I can what can't what can I do right now um doing a big team project if you're at school and you have a big project that you need to do you're not going to write an essay overnight. Mm. Maybe you are, but that essay starts with one word. And Once you get one word, then you get one sentence. And then it goes to a paragraph. And bam, before you realize it, you're done. But it would have never, never started if you didn't at least put one word.
0: Yes, Baby steps. It's, yeah, it's a small accomplishments that really can motivate a person and i I can definitely vouch for that that's like a a small thing i managed to clean my desk today and then i'm like yeah i feel good and then (laughs) i get one other task and those small things can really build productivity and motivate you and it's okay if it's just as simply just getting out of bed that's okay You got out of bed today and that's just as rewarding because like you got up, you brushed your teeth. That could be something you weren't able to do the other day. And that's something that you congratulate yourself on, pat yourself on the back and just feel like, yeah, you did it. And little things like that, celebrate it. Heck yeah. I would just say, you know, if this is ever something that, you know, anybody is dealing with, I would... You know, all the aspects of suicide in the movie and mental health is something that I strongly recommend that, you know, it's a great thing to watch because it, it helps people kind of analyze people's, uh, you know, thought process on it, too, because it, it's yeah. it's I think it's articulated realistically, you know, mm-hmm. not so much in a like a romanticized way. It's more like what she does and how she feels is organic in a way of what she's dealt with in her life. And yeah. I I definitely think something that, you know, she could have benefited from the beginning as a friend, an advocate, you know, and I think even for like the deaf community um, itself, that's something that they would just appreciate just as much as advocates and people just reaching out. Like you said earlier, it's yeah. just letting them feel like they exist and that they're noticed. And so, yeah. <laughs> I would say if you're feeling upset and you're hoping
1: that someone will check on you, it can be very crippling. But um, one of the things that helps me is if I want someone to do that to me, then I do it to somebody else. So I think about, I just, sometimes I'll turn my brain off and I'll let like a name pop up or I'll just be like, who haven't I talked to? And I go to check on them and it's, it's a way for me to feel better because it's what I wish that someone would do. And if I'm upset, then I can make sure that someone else isn't upset. And so that gives me a feeling of, you know what? It's a good thing that I was here today because if I wasn't, then they would be alone. So um, make sure that you are doing what makes you happy. You can't be someone else's happiness. Um, But if you're not feeling all right, and maybe you don't feel like talking about it, you don't have to. But you can check on somebody else and see how they're feeling. Because if they're happy, they're going to share it with you. And if there's sorrow, then you can share it with someone. Um, And the great thing is usually when you're talking about sorrow you're also then able to giggle about something and then you can bring it lively I my experience is just the idea of truly being alone uh that that is the main thing that I see when it comes to people is that they feel like they're the only one in the world and in a way you are you are the only gooby that is like you you're the only one that i think has that beautiful smile and can like light up a room and then at the same time have like the sassy no finger you know <laughs> you are the only one but you're not the only one in that room
0: and i don't want you to ever feel that way and yeah i feel like that's the that's the same thing that uh I think everyone should feel (laughs) I'm I'm glad that you use me as a demonstration makes me feel good (laughs) Of course. and I am so glad that you are such an empathetic soul because you do such a good job at like articulating emotions and just I love that you just um you really embrace people you know that's a really beautiful quality and I think that everyone deserves a person like that in their life to just embrace their existence and that's something that you did for like a lot of people like myself and oh. it's not it's a loving thing so thank you for existing for oh my gosh, thank you for existing yeah. I love
1: that. uh actually I will say that when we were in science I think we were in chemistry 11th grade you you were we were talking and we couldn't actually saying things we were passing notes you know back before texting we're cool kids (laughs) and I still have that note because Mm -hmm. you you just wrote I don't know what's going on but I'm glad you're here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that that just was
0: like oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) like touching on notes um so like our friend is moving Uh, in a couple days and so what we were doing today was cleaning out her house and she was like I want to show you this sentimental box I have and so she showed me all the letters I wrote to her back in school and I was like this takes me back and I realized I am such a cringy teenager (laughs) little things like that though she was like these things were just something that I couldn't like get rid of and it's the same for me I have a box of all the sweet things everyone's written to me, and I think even little things like that just can bring such a light to someone's day. And I'm glad that I was able to do that for you too. And and it's just small things. Let's yeah. just celebrate the little things. It's great. <laughs> and um, yes, and you know, I we're probably gonna call off in a little bit. And I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about the movie because it it is emotionally jarring because it's a lot to take in and I had tears in my face everywhere (laughs) it's really relatable I feel like everybody every
1: well I don't feel I'm going to show confidence and say I know that everyone goes through something and in this movie you can relate to at least one of the people in this so it, it's a good thing to show that it's okay to not be okay. Um, but the end when Soya says to the girl who just tried to kill herself, show me how to live. I want to feel alive. That was her confirmation that she is living. She is breathing. She is worth it. And every single life on this planet has a beautiful purpose. I don't know what it is but I know that it's amazing and I couldn't do it. That's why it's your job to be here. That
0: was <laughs> <No, it's> beautiful. <laughs> all right, guys, we are going to call it off. Um, I will be sure to leave all the links in the description. I will leave a link to be me, social media, whatever she wants you guys to check out on and yeah. thank you so much for being on i'm really glad that we were able to talk about mental health and just raising awareness about sign language too i mean guys go learn some sign language today
1: <laughs> hey, yeah oh my gosh thank you and i'm so glad that you touched on all of this i uh you guys are going to be welcome to my links and if you just like if you need someone to talk to about anything a distraction. Feel free to message me. I'm one of those people that can I can be up at 2 a.m. And I can also be up at 7 a.m. So it's cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We feel fired up now. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. People in my living room. Five
1: people over. And I just left them for this. So now I get to go be like, guys, I love you
0: all. I'm enjoying and they're gonna, life. Yeah. And they're going to have no idea. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're not with you and me telling each other to thank you for existing. I want to tell all my listeners today, thank you for existing. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. So we'll see you later. I'm so thankful B was able to join me on this episode of the podcast. I wanted to find a way to both spread awareness and still line up with my usual theme. I honestly had a difficult time discussing some of the scenes from the movie since they still hurt my heart heavily. So I'm thankful for her for being my rock. If you're listening, B, thank you. Also, Thank you to SushiCatGo for suggesting a few resources to help those in need. If anything can be helpful, I would like to suggest it. If you are experiencing troubling thoughts, then please don't be afraid to reach out for help. There will be resources in the description box below. You are enough and you are worth fighting for. Let me know your thoughts and opinions of what we discussed today in this episode by messaging me through either of my social media handles. Both my Twitter and Instagram handles are at the Toon Balloon. I would love to hear from you. Also, definitely tell me any other webtoons, anime, or manga you are interested in, and I may talk about them in future episodes. The Toon Balloon podcast can be listened to on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Now, let's end this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time to listen to my humble podcast. I look forward to talking with you again. This is the Toon Balloon Podcast. I was your host, Gooby. See you next time.